0: This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. Hello, my name is Trey Johnson, and welcome to Being Your Best with Trey Johnson. We're so glad you joined us today. I'm excited about what God is sharing with us. You know, we've been talking about inflated faith brings inflated results and we're going to continue along those lines inflated faith advances no matter where you're at in life, if we keep positioning ourselves in a relationship with God and we keep filling our mind with His Word and filling our heart with His Word and filling our mouth with His Word, we're going to come out of whatever situation we're in and we're going to move forward. So I want to encourage you, let somebody know to watch the show. Maybe send them a text right now. Call them. Let them know, man, you need to tune in. This is going to help change your life forever. But let's go ahead and start in Romans chapter 4, verses 19 through 21. And this is our foundational scripture for this teaching. And it's talking about Abraham and Sarah. In verse 19, it says, And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he is about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised He was also able to perform. Now you think about the condition that Abraham and Sarah was in, and he made a decision. See, that's what faith is. It is a choice. He chose, I'm not going to let what I see with my physical body or her physical body change what I believe because God promised me that I would be a father of many nations. And it says that he didn't waver at the promise of God, but he became strong in faith, giving glory to God to the point that he was fully convinced that God would do what he promised he said he would do. And that's what inflate means. I, I've shared with you, you know, last month or so, I was driving down the interstate, and I looked up, and D's was almost $7 on the billboard there. And, it, and I, instantly, I thought, inflation. And on the inside, God says, Trey, I want my people to inflate their faith because inflated faith brings inflated results. Now, listen to the definition of inflate. It means to fill, to blow up. Filled, increase something by a large or excessive amount. Hear, Hear that for a second. To fill to the point there's an excessive amount. Excessive amount of God's word brings an excessive amount of faith. Let's keep going. To magnify, to pump up, to boost. Inflated faith brings inflated results. God is wanting us to pump our faith up. He's wanting to fill our faith, to fill our heart, to fill our mind, to fill our eyes with his word so his super can come upon our natural. Now, listen to deflate, to let the air out, to cause someone to suddenly lose confidence or to feel less important. Isn't that Satan's job to steal, kill, and destroy? Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. But Satan wants to deflate our faith. He wants us to constantly look at the negative, look at what uh, the world is saying, look at all the things that are coming against us instead of looking to the author and finisher of our faith, who is Jesus. Satan has no place in our life when we don't let him. He wants to deflate our faith. He wants us to lose confidence. But I want to encourage you, Don't lose your confidence. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 says, don't throw away your confidence, your fearless confidence, because your confidence carries with it a great and glorious compensation of reward. Don't throw your confidence. So make a decision today. I'm going to inflate my faith and I'm going to begin to advance. Now, in order to advance in life, I've got to settle some things. I've got to settle. God is my only source not the government, not my job, not my gifts, not my calling. No, God is my source. I want you to say this with me. One source, many channels. Now, we know God will use your job. He'll use the bank. He'll use the doctor. He'll use your hands. He'll use your gift. But those are channels. He wants to be the only source, one source, many channels. Listen to what Paul tells us in Philippians chapter four, verse 19, he says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I know you've heard that scripture before, but don't let it, don't let it be devalued. Think about it. Is he really my God? If he's my God, now I, I can't choose for him to be your God. You can't choose for him to be my God. But I can choose to believe that He's my God and that He will supply all of my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. See, His supply isn't affected by the government. His supply isn't affected by inflation. His supply, you think of His, now I could meet a need according to my supply, but that only goes so far. You could meet somebody's need according to your supply, but that only goes so far. But when God says, I'll meet your need according to my supply, according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus, that's unlimited. There's, you you can exhaust it. He says, every need. He doesn't say, I'll supply 20% of your need or 30% of your need or 50% of your need. No, he says, I will supply all of your need. One source, many channels. Now. He isn't against you going to the bank or going to the doctor or going to this or that. No, no, no. He just wants to be your source. He just wants us to come to him and ask him. He is our source of wisdom, our source of relationship, our source of gifts, our source of call. He is our source of protection. He is our source of everything. One source, many channels. Listen to what the prophet Isaiah tells us in uh, Isaiah 17 verses 7 through 8. He says, in that day, a man will look to his maker and his eyes will have respect for the Holy One of Israel. He will not look at the altars, the work of his hands. He will not respect what his fingers have made, nor the wooden images, nor the incense altars. Now think about what he's saying. He said, there's coming a time when an individual will make a decision. I'm going to look to God. He is my source. He is my maker. Yes, my hands have made this. Yes, we've done this. But ultimately, the grace comes from Him. The gift comes from Him. The vision comes from Him. Everything, you are my source, God. Is he, Is it settled on the inside of you? God, you're my source. I hope you're saying that on the inside of you. God, I choose to make you my source. I'm going to get my eyes off my job, my calling, my my gifts, my family. The ba- I, you, you, My eyes are upon you, one source many channels and this is progressive you know when you when you first start at this you you start learning and and god wants us to go from faith to faith and glory to glory you know i remember when i was first getting started this and i was rodeoing professionally and and i was up in wyoming somewhere and it's in the middle of the night two o'clock in the morning and i knew i was supposed to be doing this and i was learning how to believe god and i was meditating on the word of god and i was declaring the word of god and i was worshiping and but i was out of money (laughs) And I pull into the truck stop and it's two o'clock in the morning. And, and I'm just declaring, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. What was I doing? I was inflating my faith because inflated faith brings inflated results. And I wasn't going around screaming this out loud or freaking everybody out, you know, just to myself. And I was just determined, God, I trust you somehow, some you're going to show up. And I kept saying, God, you supply all my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And this guy comes up to me in the truck stop and he says, man, I just feel like I'm supposed to give you this amount of money. And what happened? God supplied all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. There is a way if God puts something in your heart, if there's a calling upon your life, if there's a dream, a desire, if it's in you, then it's already provided for you. You think about who God is. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and end. He's the first. He's the last. And before you showed up on this planet, He went to the end of your life. And He said, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I I set you apart and I consecrated you to be whatever he's called you to be. And along with that, he's already provided the relationships. He has the resources. He has the money according to his supply. It's, It's according to his riches, according to his greatness, according to his goodness. He has it already provided for you. I remember another time I was in Reno, Nevada at the rodeo, and I was asked to do church in San Antonio, Texas. It's when I'm first getting started in the ministry and everything. And, and so I drive from Reno, Nevada all the way to San Antonio, Texas, and church is at 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning at this rodeo arena, and there's eight people in the stands. And I preach like there's 8,000 there. <laughs> and, and five out of the eight accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And there were $76 in the offering that day if you're not very sharp at math, I mean, $76 isn't going to get you very far from Reno, Nevada to San Antonio, Texas. But I learned early on that God is my source. People are not my source. Church services are not my source. Roping is not my source. There's only one source, but there's many channels. And so I'm worshiping and praising God for the five people saved. And and so I go to this church I've never been to before on my my way home. And, And I just thought, I just felt like I was supposed to go there. And so I'm sitting there and I'm worshiping. I didn't know the pastor, the pastor didn't know me and I'm I'm worshiping and and uh, during worship one of the ushers came and tapped me on the shoulder and said young man said would you come with me for a moment I'm like yeah sure you know so I go back and I he takes me to the pastor's office as for this you know they're still worshiping everything and the pastor says young man I don't know what's going on with you but I felt like I was supposed to give you $1,500 and he gave me $1,500 see what was what was I learning my God. He's my God. No matter what anybody else says, my God, this isn't that okay, it just works for some people or it just works sometimes. No, he's my God and he supplies our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And this is what the prophet Isaiah is saying, that there's one maker and it's a choice and a decision to look to the one who created heaven and earth and if he takes care of the birds of the air and if he takes care of the grass of the field, then he takes care of you and I. But look, to God, one source, many channels. Now, now, how do I know whether God is my source or whether I'm looking to the channels? So let's just say a need rises up in your life. Maybe it's a doctor's report. Maybe it's a financial need, whatever it is. And the first thing you think of, if it's a financial need, bank. The first thing you think of is, okay, who can I borrow it from? The first thing you think of is, okay, family. The first thing you think of is, okay, I need to get more work. Instead, when the need arises, the first thing I think, God, you are my source. And I'm going to come to you and I'm going to ask you for wisdom. And I'm going to pray in the spirit and I'm going to lean into the Holy Spirit. Now, he might tell you to go to the bank. He might tell you to get more work. He might show you what he's going to show you what to do. But that's an indicator. And if you're not there, then we can develop in this. We can develop to the point that we're fully convinced. We can develop to the point that we're strong in faith. Why is he saying this? Inflated faith brings inflated results. And inflated faith always advances. No matter what you're called and created to do, if we stay in the process of relationship, I mean, think with me, his character nature is always moving forward. I mean, you look up into the the heavens and the stars and the moon and you see how it's growing and moving forward. Well, why do we think that stops when we invite him to come into our heart to be our Lord and Savior? His character and nature is still progressing, still moving. He still wants you and I to accomplish more. Maybe you're doing a lot right now, but there's bigger vision. There's bigger opportunity. There's bigger things to do for the kingdom of God. And it's going to take inflated faith in order to advance in this earth. See, when he says uh, our needs are met according to his riches and glory. By Christ Jesus, they're not met according to the government. They're not met according to our job. Now, that will affect us if our needs are met according to the government, if our needs are met according to our job, if our needs are met according to inflation or no inflation. But when God's our source, His Word does not change. His character and nature does not change. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. And he is the same forever. So I want to encourage you and I. I'm, going to, I'm encouraging myself here. <laughs> when a need arises, compare it to the God that we serve. I mean, you think about David. How good did he get... When the lion came and took the lamb out of the flock, he compared the size of the lion to the God that he served. When the bear came, he compared the bear to the size of his God. When Goliath came, he compared Goliath to the size of his God. And it, it empowered him. Inflated faith brought inflated results. And it'll do the same. When, when the bill comes, compare it to the God that you serve. When the doctor's report comes, compare it to the God that you serve. Inflated faith advances. It always moves forward. Now, go with me to Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 5 and 6. And we, we're, we're still staying along the lines that God is my source. One source, many channels. I want you to say that with me. One source, Many channels. Jeremiah tells us in Jeremiah 17, verses 5 and 6. And as I read this, I want you to ask yourself, which person am I? Can you put your picture beside these scriptures or which scriptures can you put your picture beside? And in verse 5 and 6, it says... Cursed with great evil is the strong man who trusts in, relies on frail man, making weak human flesh his arm, and whose mind and heart turn aside from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub or a person naked and destitute in the desert, and he shall not see any good, but he shall dwell in parched places in the wilderness, in an uninhabited salt land. So he's saying, When a person is always looking to themselves, looking to their job, looking to weak human flesh, He says that they're cursed. There's an empowerment to fail. In other words, the needs being met according to that can only go so far. But listen to this. In Jeremiah 17 verses 7 and 8, he says, Most blessed is the man who believes in, trusts in, relies on the Lord, whose hope and confidence the Lord is. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters that spread out its roots by the river and it shall not see and fear when heat comes, but its leaves shall be green. It shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of drought, nor shall it cease yielding fruit. That's the person that I want to be. Most blessed. Blessed means empowered to prosper, empowered to move forward. He says, when there's one source, most blessed, he says, we're going to be like the tree that has our roots going out, and no matter, see, inflation is heat. What's going on in the economy is heat. What's going on in our world, it's heat. He says, even when there's heat coming, we're going to stay productive. We're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep advancing. That's what inflated faith does. It, it looks to God as the source. Inflated faith advances no matter what's going on in this world. Now, uh, Psalms chapter one, verses one through three, it, it tells us some things that we can do to inflate our faith so we can advance. He says. Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. What's he doing? He's inflating his faith. And he says he goes on. And whatever he does prospers and succeeds. It moves forward. Inflated faith advances. Now, who you hang out with, it matters. Notice he says blessed, empowered to move forward is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Where you sit, who you hang out with, is going to determine what you stand on. And how you stand and what you're standing on is going to determine where you walk. It's going to determine whether you're walking away from God or walking towards God. Whether you're thinking in alignment with God's Word or you're thinking out of alignment with God's Word. Inflated faith advances. It it matters what you look at. It matters what you listen to. It matters who you hang out with. It matters what's coming out of your mouth. So think about it. Jeremiah said, okay, if you're trusting only in yourself, in your gifts, your job, the bank, the economy, all this, there's an empowerment to fail there. It says you're going to be like somebody naked out in the middle of a desert. Heat's going to come and cook your biscuits. (laughs) That's Johnson paraphrase, of course. (laughs) But then he says, most blessed. That's you and me is the person who trusts in and believes in and relies on God, who has their focus on God as the source. Inflated faith always advances. Now go with me to Psalm 78. And, you know, this is a, a powerful, the whole, whole Psalm is good. We're not going to read the whole Psalm, but Psalm 78, God is revealing to people that he wants to be their source. He's revealing to the children of Israel I want to be your source. I mean, he brought them out of Egypt and then parted the Red Sea and brought them through on dry ground. And in the wilderness, he was showing to them, I want to be your source. I, I made you rich overnight. I, I, I delivered you from Pharaoh and I brought you through on dry ground. And now you're in the wilderness. And he brought in quail and He and he brought down manna from heaven and he brought water out of the rock. And he just wanted them to get it. But you know what? They didn't. They're, they're a lot like you and I. 1 <laughs> Corinthians chapter 10, or, or or how we were anyway. 1 Corinthians 10.6 says that these things were written about them for our example. I don't want you to picture what would happen as they would see God show up and God would provide. And you think they would get it, but they wouldn't. They'd start complaining and griping and, and then God would show up again. And you think they would get it, but they didn't. They'd start complaining and griping and wondering, okay, yeah, God showed up that time, but will he show up this time? And and then God would show up again and they would start complaining and griping and And you would think, I mean, think about it for yourself. Think if you, you showed up for somebody over and 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 over over again. And then a need showed up again. And then they question you. Well, are you going to take care of me this time? It would get a little bit irritating. (laughs) And this is where we're at with God. In Psalm 78, He's revealing to the people, you know, that He wants to be their source. Verse 11 And they forgot his works and his wonders that he had shown them. I mean, think about that. They forgot that he parted the Red Sea. How do you forget the parting of the Red Sea? Well, they did it. How how do you and I forget the times that God's delivered us? But we've done it. How, how do you forget God raining down Quail out of heaven? He didn't even have to use an airplane, he just brought them in. <laughs> how do you forget manna coming down? How do you forget water coming out of a rock to feed millions of people, to water millions of people, plus all their animals? I mean, it's not a little a little trickle. I mean, they weren't just sitting there lapping it, you know, like a dog. This is a gushing out of a rock. I mean, it made a fire hydrant look like a, a stream. <laughs> And they forgot. Remember what the psalmist David said in Psalms 103, verse 2 bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name, bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, forget not. See, when we're when we're not forgetting, when we're remembering what God has done, it inflates our faith and inflated faith brings inflated results, and inflated faith always advances. I want to encourage you, ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, ask you to show me all the times that God showed, shown up for me in my life. I mean, you shouldn't even be alive, but you are. And he provided the food and you've always eaten and you've always had a roof over your head and, and he's done it over and over and over. And I could sit up here for hours and tell you stories of how he's provided for me over and over. And I ask him to forgive me when I forget, when I forget all the things that He's done for me. Psalm 78, verses 12 through 16. And it says, Marvelous things He did in the sight of their fathers, in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zon. He divided the sea and caused them to pass through, and He made the water stand up like a heap. In the daytime also He led them with a the cloud, and all the night with a light of fire. And He split the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink in abundance like the depths. He also brought streams out of the rock and caused waters to run down like a river. Think about it. And He just wanted them to inflate their faith. He just wanted them to know that He was their source. Let's keep going. Verse 19, this is their response. Yes, they spoke against God and they said, Can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Behold, He struck the rock so that waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide meat for his people? Therefore, the Lord heard this and was furious. So a fire was kindled against Jacob and anger also against Israel because they did not believe in God and did not trust in his salvation. They did not believe. They did not trust. They did not rest. See, when I'm believing, Romans 15, 13 says there's joy and peace whenever I'm believing there's joy and the joy of the Lord is your strength. And, you know, somehow, some way God is going to show up and you you rest and you're at peace. But they did not trust. They did not believe in God's salvation. Do you do you trust him today? One source Many channels, as I inflate my faith, I I progressively grow in the realization that God, you are my supplier. No matter what's going on in this world, you supply my needs according to your supply. Let's keep going. Psalm 78. Verses 40 through 42, and he says how often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again, they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power the day when he redeemed them from the enemy. One translation says when the pressure came on, they wanted to turn back. They didn't remember God showed, here, God showed up here, and God showed up here, and God showed up here, and God showed up here. It wasn't God's will that they stay in the wilderness forever. He wanted to become their source and then take them into the promised land. He wanted them to experience everything that He had for them, just like you and I. He doesn't. Maybe, maybe you're struggling. Maybe uh, there's a lot of pressure on right now. But that's why God is saying, I, I want my people to inflate their faith because inflated faith brings inflated results. Inflated faith advances. Think about it. When the pressure came on, they wanted to go back. The pressure would come on and they they didn't see how God was going to do it. And they would start thinking about, oh, remember the melons that we ate in Egypt? Oh, remember the leeks that we ate in Egypt? Oh, remember all the good food we had in Egypt? They forgot that they had had the crud kicked out of them in Egypt. They forgot that their granddad, their great granddad, their dad, their family members had been in bondage for 430 years and they didn't own anything. They forgot how they were treated. AND THEY WOULD GO BACK. IN THEIR MIND, THEY WOULD GO BACK. AND and NOW LISTEN, IF YOU CONTINUE TO THINK BACK AND YOU THINK ABOUT THE GOOD OLD DAYS, YOU'RE GOING TO EVENTUALLY GO BACK. The good old days. Remember, remember? I mean, I know there's there's kids and stuff that I've gone to school with, and now that we're getting more experience in life, oh the good old days of guys, you know, fifty pounds overweight, and they're thinking, yeah, you remember the good old days I used to run through that line, and I mean I would run and I would score, and man, I was fast. Well, he forgets to tell you he's playing against his sister's friends. <laughs> but the good old days, they're not so good. What God has is better in front of us than behind us. And sometimes that's hard to wrap our natural mind around, but this is where we trust in the Lord with all of our heart and we lean not to our own understanding. In all our ways, we acknowledge Him and He's directing our steps. Be grateful for the good things in the past. Be thankful for the good things in the past. Take the things that you learned, the successes you had, but then apply it today and go forward. You can't change the past. I can't go back to the past, but we can learn from God today. We can inflate our faith and inflated faith always advances. It goes forward. Think about it. They wanted to go back. They thought back, and they died in the wilderness. Don't go back. Make a decision. I will not go back. I will not go back. I will think forward. I will look forward. I will talk forward. I will believe forward. I will inflate my faith, and I will keep moving forward. And momentum's coming. You need to know if you'll start inflating your faith just one day at a time. Momentum is coming. Now now go with me to Hebrews chapter 10. Verses 35 and 36, and and, and let's get our expectation up because that's what inflated faith does that, okay, God, you're my source and I'm expecting all of my needs to be met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I'm expecting not to go back, but the same way you showed up this this time and this time and this time and this time and this time. I'm expecting you to show up again this time because you're my source, one source and many channels. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, he says, Do not, therefore, fling away your fearless confidence, for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. For you have need of steadfast patience and endurance, so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God, and thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. Notice he says, you have need of... Steadfast patience and endurance so that you perform and fully accomplish the will of God and thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. God wants you and I to walk in what he's promised. God wants you and I to know him as provider, to know him as healer, to know him as deliverer. But it's going to take some steadfast patience and things just don't happen overnight. Sometimes they do, but most of the time it's a process. It's a journey. And he says, you're going to have need of steadfast patience and in order to walk in the best that God has for your life, James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3 and 4. Remember, he says, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials and temptation. And he says, But, but let patience have its perfect work. Let, let it do what it's supposed to do. In the Amplified, it says, Let it have a thorough work so you can be people lacking in nothing. What is he saying? Stay at it. One day at a time, inflate your faith. One day at a time, stay focused on Him. One day at a time, listen to the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. One day at a time, believe His word, declare His word. Let's keep going. Verse 37, it says, For for yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, My soul has no pleasure in him, but we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. But we are not of those who draw back. I want you to make a decision with me right here, right now. I'm not going back. I've been delivered from the power of darkness, brought into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I'm going to inflate my faith and inflated faith always advances. It always expects things to get better. It expects to know more about God, more about the presence of God, more about the Word of of God more about the goodness of God we are not of those who draw back say that when I'm not of them who draw back I will not draw back I will not go backwards Jeremiah 7 verse 23 and 24 he says by this but this is what I commanded them saying obey my voice and I will be your God and you shall be my people and walk in all the ways that I've commanded you that it may be well with you yet they did not obey or incline their ear. but listen to this but followed the counsel and dictates of their evil hearts and went backwards and not forwards they went backwards god wanted them to go forward but they chose not to put their faith and trust in god and they went back i will not go backwards I will not go back. What God has in front of us is better. It's better. It's better than what we've experienced in the past. Don't you go back. Some of you, you're wanting to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. When you make this decision, then go forward. Some of you, you, you were stronger 10 years ago than you are right now, and you've lost your confidence. That's deflate. Position yourself to inflate your faith and go forward. Some of you, maybe you you were free for many years and now you're dabbling in some of the old stuff. You're watching some of the old things. You're hanging out with some of the old crowd. You're drinking a little bit of this and smoking a little bit of this. Don't you go back. Don't you go back. What God has is better in front of you than what you ever experienced behind. Don't forget. Remember how God showed up, here, showed up here, and He showed up here, and He showed up here, and He showed up here, and He's showing up right where you're watching this at right now, and He's doing a work in your heart. There's there are people watching right now that you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and personal Savior, and the Holy Spirit's knocking on your heart, and He's drawing you to come into relationship with God, and 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 God will redeem and restore and rebuild every area of your life. Nothing. It's too hard for the God that we serve, but it's a decision. I'm going to choose for God to be my source. I'm going to choose to trust God for every area of my life. If you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and personal Savior, if you were to die right now, you don't know that you would spend eternity with God. You don't have that knowing Either a person spends eternity with God or an eternity in hell. And the only thing that causes a person to go to hell is they reject Jesus. It isn't about being religious. It's not about being a good person. It's about have you trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Have you settled where you're going to spend eternity? Because the Bible says that when a person accepts Jesus, they know where they're going to spend eternity. They don't guess. They don't wonder. They don't wish. Do you know? Do you have that knowing? If you don't have that knowing This is what I'd like us to do. I'd like you to pray a very simple prayer with me right where you're sitting or standing or driving, however you're listening to this. And I want you to say this simple prayer out loud. And as you believe these words in your heart and you declare these words with your mouth, like your eternal destiny depends upon it because it does according to God's word, right where you're at, you receive the life of God. Right where you're at, you receive the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus. You come from darkness into the family of God, and you become a new person in Christ Jesus. Would you pray this very simple prayer together with me out loud? Would you just say, Father God, today is the day that I make the decision to believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead to give me life. And right now, I accept that life And I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart, to be my Lord, to be my Savior. And according to God's Word, I am forgiven. I am cleansed. And I can be certain that I'll spend eternity with Almighty God. Now, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time in your life, we want you to write us. We want you to call us. We want to get materials into your hand to help you grow in your relationship with God. Remember, our purpose for doing this is we want people to know God and be the best you you can be. So I want to encourage you to go to our website. Look around. If it's on your heart to be a partner with this ministry, we are going around the world reaching as many people as we can. This is Trey Johnson. I look forward to seeing you again soon. God bless you guys.